Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is Photo Op. We have a topic of eternal debate. Raw versus JPEG. So the title of this episode, I believe, is going to be uh, either Is Raw Overrated or Raw Is Overrated, whatever is more clickbaity. But uh, <laughs> um, today we are talking about the merits of uh, Raw files and the merits of JPEG files and when you should use each. So uh, I will files be... have merits? I will be Team JPEG <laughs> over in the left corner. Team JPEG. Over in the right corner, Stuart Marlantis, Team Raw. All right. Yeah, yeah, so uh, full disclosure, even though I'm going to be advocating for JPEG during this episode, I do shoot Raw 99% of the time. So not to come off like a hypocrite or anything, but there are times where I genuinely believe shooting Raw is going to be... I'm just going to start that all over because I'm sounding very gravelly. That's fine. <clears throat> all right. Um, what, what, give me a time code right now. Two minutes and 38 seconds. Cut to up to 238. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> Maybe I should be drinking water instead of monster. Hello! We have an exciting episode for you today. We are talking about the merits of RAW versus JPEG. In the left corner, Ben Lucas, defending Team JPEG. In the right corner, Stuart Marlantis, defending Team RAW. You betcha. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, full disclosure, even though I will be uh, kind of defending the JPEG side and talking about the pros and cons um, of that, uh, I do shoot RAW like 99% of the time. So not to come off like a hypocrite or anything, but I genuinely believe that there are times where JPEG is better than raw. And rather than shooting raw 100% of the time, you need to know um, for you, for yourself, for the situation when shooting JPEG is appropriate. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. So uh, if you're a little bit of a newer photographer, and you aren't quite familiar with RAW versus JPEG or why you should use one or the other, that's that's what we're going over in we're this We're going to help you with that. <laughs> okay, so um, first, let's actually define what is a RAW file. Um, I know this episode's very basic, but you know, if, if you're new and you can't decide, it's possible that you don't exactly know what it is besides the fact that people told you you should shoot RAW. So, Stuart, what exactly is a RAW file? Think about the picture styles that you have on the back of your camera when you're when you're scrolling through and you can see the different uh, looks that you can apply to a picture. Um, with a raw file, you can ch- add or change or adjust all that later. You you have the file, the the pure output of your camera, and you can add those styles, make edits, change your white balance, do all that stuff after the fact. With a JPEG file. All that stuff is is burnt into the into the file into the image that you get, and you can't change it later. So all those things are stuck, and they cannot be adjusted, or at least they can't be adjusted as easily after the fact. 
um, a good way to potentially think about this if you're uh, into <laughs> clay at all is uh, like let's say you're you're making a clay pottery like pottery you, yeah yeah like pottery right like let's say you're making clay a clay cup like many of us did in school um, so when you have that uh, clay cup before it's fired you can uh, you can still move it around you can still adjust the clay you can add you can add more clay you can add more water to change how it looks and feels and change its shape um, but once you put it in the kiln and you fire it, then it's stuck that way. Maybe you can still add things to it, stick things on the side, maybe you know, paint it a little bit or something. But um, pretty much it's stuck how it how it is fired and it's stuck that way forever. So that's another way to look at raw versus JPEG. Raw gives you the latitude to change a lot of things after the fact and jpeg does not those are burnt right. into the image right out of the camera that that is a great analogy and it's actually not one that i've heard before so thank you for that no problem <laughs> if you've ever been on the internet uh you've just heard people telling you you need to shoot raw so what what are some of those reasons that people tell you you need to shoot raw and then we'll flip over into camp jpeg Sure. So, I mean, the main reason is is pretty much what I just described. Um, why would you ever shoot anything less than exactly what your camera saw, what your camera recorded? What your camera is capable of. What your camera is capable of, right? Why would you, or an alternative way is, why would you let the camera make decisions for you, right? It's Roz. <laughs> Raw is the ultimate like <laughs> ultimate form of control when you're shooting images in your camera. Uh, I don't want the camera to make decisions for me. It doesn't know what white balance I want. I want to set my own white balance and be able to change it after the fact or change all sorts of different things after the fact. Um, so the, the main argument for shooting raw is you can never get that data back. If you only shoot JPEG versus raw, you can never get that raw file back um, and it gives you the ultimate control over your images. Um, so why would you shoot anything less is usually what people go to. That's true. So um, when you're like me and you're a professional photographer, you want that maximum control. You want that maximum image quality. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you are shooting raw. Um, yeah. yeah, image but, quality is a big one. Um, the potential for raw to have superior image quality is substantial. So it's it's either a question of control or a question of, well, I want to have the highest potential quality out of my right. images. Yeah. So um, something that you were talking about of like baking in those settings of yeah. if you don't have the correct white balance set in or if you don't have the correct sharpness or if you mm -hmm. like oversaturated and it's starting to blow out a little bit, um, JPEG is baking all of that in. Yep. So it's like, well, that's that's it. That's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas raw, it's like, oh no, I screwed up the white balance. Well, that's fine. I'll just bring it into Lightroom and change that really quick. We've talked about all of the advantages of what raw can do for you. And it seems pretty clear that raw is great for photographers. I mean, that is, that is what it's for. Um, when we talk about the superior image quality, what we're actually talking about is when a raw comes straight out of the camera, it looks one or two ways. It used to look like garbage when a raw came out because it w looked really flat. And I'll explain mm -hmm. in a second here why it, it looks that way. But nowadays, uh, raws are coming out and they are looking like however you had your camera setting set. So they are looking like how your camera would have processed a JPEG file. So people look at raw files and they're like, I don't get what the big deal is. It looks the same to me. Mm -hmm. It's because they are previewing as identical to the JPEG file that your camera would have made. So yep. 
when I say that raw files used to look like garbage before they started previewing like JPEGs, is that your raw file has a lot more latitude or a lot more dynamic range. So when you are shooting um, sunsets, sunsets have the absolute you know worst um, of shadows and highlights. Um, you have the sun, which is this big burning white spot in the sky. And then if you're like at a beach and you have, you know, the backsides of like rocks on the beach, those are all going to be completely black because the sun's on the opposite side of them. So you are going to get more detail in those rocks on the shadow side, and you are going to get more detail closer to that big white spot in the sun if you have a raw file, if you have all that latitude. If you do a JPEG... Um, it's going to make it add contrast and it's going to make it look snappier, but in doing so, it's going to make your blacks blacker and your whites whiter. And then it is saving that file and getting rid of everything that it crushed out of it. So you are losing all of that and you cannot bring that back on either end. So that is what we mean when we say that raw has the potential to be better than JPEG. They might look identical out of the gate, but once you pull them into Photoshop and start working at them, they are not at all identical. Yeah, you're you're doing all the work that the camera is doing them to to make them look better. Um, RAWs out of the camera will, like you said, at best look identical, at worst look really bad. Untouched RAWs are... are a it's waste. like uncooked and, eggs. Yeah, it's like... I okay. love cake. Cake is delicious. Yeah. But I wouldn't <laughs> drink raw egg in the morning yeah. some of you so, do and that's crazy so, so if you just <laughs> shoot raw you are taking on the responsibility to of baking that cake to yes. bake that cake to put all those Absolutely. ingredients together and make a nice cake out of it so um over here in team jpeg we've talked a lot about raw and if you've gotten this far in the episode you might be thinking why would i ever shoot jpeg so i actually have three reasons why you should consider just shooting jpeg so, um, reason number one is if you don't care and can't be bothered, that's, I honestly feel like that is a legitimate yeah, thing. Fair enough. Like <laughs> if you, if you are like a mom of three small kids and you bought a camera because it looks better than your iPhone and you're just taking photos of them running around, like you're not entering these in art competitions. You want to put them on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to get into having to process all your raw files and like, no, that's, that's crazy. If, if you are the category of photographer who does not care that much, if like your oranges are a little too orange type thing. Just shoot raw. Make your life easy. Right? Yep, um, I, I think I think thing number two <laughs> is um, if you shoot sports or journalism or something where you're shooting an incredibly high volume of photos that need to be turned around incredibly quickly with little to no editing or retouching, mm-hmm. then you need to get good enough at your camera that you can get those images perfect in JPEG and then just shoot JPEG. So I know a lot of sports photographers shoot uh, either JPEG or JPEG plus raw. Mm -hmm. Um, So that way they can go back at halftime and they can upload their JPEGs to the wire service immediately. And then they can have their raws for like prints later. But the day of stuff, like they don't have time over their internet connection to upload raws. Uh, or process adding, them adding on to that often with something like sports where you're shooting uh, very quickly and potentially a lot of photos in like a burst for example um the the question of shooting raw versus jpeg is literally the question of getting the shot or not getting the shot oh so that's it, that's it true. actually it literally actually makes it so that you 
can shoot more photos oftentimes cameras will have like their burst function they'll say like oh well you've got a uh, 3 fps raw burst but you've got like a 9 fps jpeg burst and that's not i'm not thinking of a specific camera there that's just like a general example this will vary but um but really shooting just jpeg can actually get you a higher burst rate and allow you to get the shot where you wouldn't be able to get it if you were just on, shooting on raw. the flip side of it so my camera can shoot nine frames per second whether you're mm-hmm. shooting raw or jpeg doesn't matter but you mm-hmm. fill up uh, so there's something called a buffer a buffer um, so what the buffer is, is um, your camera uh, has like temporary storage in its memory. That is the buffer. So mm-hmm. you shoot it, it immediately goes to the buffer and then it takes, it could be a millisecond, but it takes time to transfer that data from the buffer to your memory card. So when you fill the buffer, your camera locks up and you cannot shoot anymore. You're done until the buffer clears out. Mm-hmm. So... Um, my camera is nine frames per second, but I can only shoot like 15, uh, raw fo- fo- photos, uh, before that buffer fills up and I have to s- pull my finger off the motor drive and let the buffer clear out before I can shoot again versus mm-hmm. I can shoot like 150 JPEG files. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. You're, you're, you've got, you've got some amount that you can shoot. Uh, and, and again, this varies per camera, your camera, um, you know, your shooting professional gear so if you're shooting prosumer or something that it'll vary don't always expect you know 150 but um but yeah you'll you'll you will literally be able to shoot more photos in a burst kind of situation than you would with just raw um so yeah actually the reason why the buffer fills up bigger uh this was another pro jpeg thing raws Mm -hmm. are just monumentally larger file sizes than jpeg so um usually they're about eight to ten times bigger so i just uh pulled up a random photo shoot um i actually pulled up a shoot that i did with you when we did the underwater stuff and i just looked at like hey what was that i already had that pulled up from a previous episode so uh, the JPEG file that I posted to Facebook as a teaser is three megabytes versus the raw file in a studio setting at low ISO um, is 28 megabytes. So that's like 9.3 times bigger. Um, so on the front end, it is filling up your buffer nine times faster. So you're getting less photos if you're shooting one of those high volume motor drive situations. But on the back end, that means I've got nine to 10 times more stuff that I have to store. Yep. Yep. Uh, and if you don't store it, you will at least have to sort through it. <laughs> abs- yes, absolutely. So um, that means bigger memory cards, faster memory cards, bigger hard drives. Um, that means when you're editing, you actually need a better computer to process, you know, 30 megabyte files versus three megabyte files, especially if you're going through a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's just you need more and you need better if you're shooting all of these really high megapixel, really high volume raw files. Um, and the, the third reason that I have for shooting raw is as a teaching or for shooting JPEG, excuse Mm -hmm. me, is as a teaching technique. So, um, when you first started out, uh, you shoot JPEG because you don't know any better and your camera's default setting is to shoot in JPEG because they want, uh, like consumers who don't know what they're doing to be able to get their photos out. Yep. But then you learn about raw and you start shooting raw 
And you're like, Raw's amazing because if I screw it up, I've got, you know, four exposures worth of latitude that I can pull that exposure and I can set my white balance later so I don't have to think about it. And there are so many things that I can do and fix later. And then shooting Raw acts as a crutch and slows down your learning. So if you learn to shoot in JPEG and you learn to get it perfect in camera... Yeah, don't do this on an important shoot. Don't do this on client shoots. Don't do this when you <laughs> traveled somewhere expensive that you won't be able to get back to anytime soon. But when you are just walking around town and as a training technique, throw your camera into JPEG and see what can you do. Practice on setting that white balance correctly. Practice on getting your spot on exposure with your perfect highlights and shadows and finding where that balance is. The other thing that this teaches you is the happy spot for your specific camera of where in the latitude range. Um, do you need to overexpose a little bit? Do you need to underexpose a little bit? Where is it that you need to expose for your scene where your camera is actually getting the most amount of detail? Because every sensor hand handles scenes a little bit differently. So not only are you learning your camera, but you are getting to be a better photographer by learning the techniques to do it right in the first spot. Um, I think a couple of episodes ago, we talked about um, in grade school, you're like, why do I need to learn long division? I have a calculator yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of like, this is, this is your practice. This is your long division. You learn how to do it right. And then now that you're shooting raw, you just have so much more power at your fingertips, but you're not doing it to save yourself, to turn a bad photo into an okay photo. You're doing it to turn a good photo into a mm -hmm. great photo photo yeah it uh it's definitely a bad habit to get into of like oh well i'll just uh i know i can i can fix that i'll just you know who cares just go for it let's shoot raw it's fine i'll fix it in post that that fix it in post mentality which we which we mentioned before is uh an easy trap to fall into and uh not the purpose of raw <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think one of these days you and I just need to sit down, have a drink, and rant about I'll fix it in post. That, <laughs> that sounds good. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. um, yeah, so I think that about sums it up. Um, that is the, the definition of raw versus JPEG, when you should shoot raw versus JPEG. Um, even though, you know, I'm a professional photographer who shoots raw 99% of the time, mm -hmm. I will advise people sometimes, hey, you should actually be shooting JPEG, whether it's as a training technique or it's because they shoot, you know, motorsports and they need to be able to get 40 frames off on a motor drive before the buffer fills up. Like, there, there are legitimate reasons to shoot JPEG. Um, so when you read an article online that says, no, only shoot raw forever and always, that's just another clickbait thing that they're trying to suck you in. Don't believe it. Meanwhile, I'm over here shooting raw on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, at the very least, uh, hopefully we will have convinced you that there are, are there good times to shoot raw and there are acceptable times to shoot JPEG. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it should get you thinking about um, the best times to use that and uh, especially using it as a learning tool. And um, hopefully someday when you're all dialed in with your JPEGs, you can move up to the big leagues and shoot raw all the time. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, Ben? <laughs> Unless you shoot motorsports or journalism. Or yeah, don't care. or you don't care. Yeah. Unless you're in those categories. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for joining us on this uh, short but sweet episode on uh, Raw versus JPEG. And uh, as always, you can find us at a photo-op.show. 
and uh, we've got our email hello at photo-op.show um, check for those things uh, if you want to give us a shout or have any questions or any uh, topics you'd like us to cover in the future and thank you so much for listening and watching mm-hmm.